quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I'm so glad you're here. I want to talk about this idea of connection versus correction and how it can be so beneficial in your parenting world. If you will consider it as a tool, you can have a lot of success and live a life that feels better and is more connected and bonded. And you'll also have kids who are more cooperative. So we grew up in this world and this idea that correction is the way to go and that we need to correct and teach. And so we lead in parenting often with this idea of correcting and teaching. And correcting and teaching, after a while, if it's done again and again and again and again and again to a child, can feel very icky and hard. And often kids will say, you're always telling me what to do or you're always correcting me. And a child can feel as if they don't have a lot of space to make mistakes when they're always being corrected. And it can really wear on the relationship that you share with your child. And pretty soon, if you are correcting a lot, it feels like all you're doing is correcting. I recently got on the phone with a client and her um, daughter came in and the daughter was saying something I couldn't hear the daughter, but she was like, no, go over here and do that. Well, no, honey, you have to do this. Well, honey, don't do that. Well, you know, one more time and then you're going to have to... And I was like, oh my gosh, she just told her like five things to do and three were corrections in literally 60 seconds. And if that's how you're living with your kids day in and day out, pretty soon there won't be any relationship left because the relationship will be filled with this idea of correction. And it will be lacking connection only in that the correction is eroding the connective pieces you're doing. So even if you're doing special time or you're listening to big feelings or you're trying to, you know, implore some of these ideas, if you also are constantly correcting and punishing or just correcting, then you're eroding the the relationship you have and you're, you're undoing those beautiful things that you've worked so hard to do. So how can we infuse this idea of connection instead? And is there a way to let go of some of these corrections? Are all of them necessary corrections? Do we have to teach every single little lesson to our child? Or can we allow lessons to be learned through life? Because life is a great teacher. We all know that. We all learn incredible lessons in life. And often those lessons we learn are when we experience something. Often they're failures and mistakes. And I think we have a hard time watching our kids make mistakes and we don't want them to make mistakes. We don't want them to be unkind. We don't want them to say the wrong thing. We don't want them to do the wrong thing. But is it okay to let them say and do the wrong thing sometimes? Is it okay to let them fall down? Is it okay to let them make mistakes and not 
to intervene. And where's the line? Where do we have to correct? Where is it really important that we correct? Safety. Yes, but only when it truly is unsafe. Because a lot of people will say, well, they were running too fast in the playground and I had to tell them to stop. So I screamed, them, stop, slow down in the playground. And then I was doing that all day at the park. Okay. Well, will they really be very hurt if they fall down? Or will they just scrape their knee? And is that a good natural consequence? And will that slow them down more than you yelling at them all day long in the park? Are there places to allow natural consequences to happen that are still safe? Yeah, falling down isn't that safe, but it also isn't that unsafe. And can we really delineate in our mind what is safe and what isn't safe? And where can we give them space to live in some unsafe experiences that we scaffold that, yeah, they might get hurt, but they're going to be okay. And we can be there when they fall. When they fall, you can say, oh, that's, I'm so sorry. Man, that looks like it hurt. Let me help you. And can we be empathic during it? Can we support them? Does that help them learn? Because then they can sit into their own world. If you said, oh, I told you not to run, you know. I said, don't run it because I told you you're going to fall down and get hurt. Now look, you got hurt. Okay, well now what are they thinking about? Now they're mad at us for pointing it out and rubbing it in their face. Now we've corrected them again. Even when they've experienced the natural consequence, we're still correcting them. And so what does that do to the parent-child relationship? And what does that do to the connection piece? It, it doesn't do any justice. It doesn't do any good for it. So instead, are there places where we really can allow the natural consequences of life to take over? and teach our children? And can we take a back seat to this teacher role? Now, there's nobody that likes to teach more than a teacher. And I'm a former teacher. And I mean, I mean, I had Pia swimming in the pool before she walked. I had her learning to read before she could really talk, picking out sight words on the floor, picking out all the sight words and looking at them in cards and bringing them to me before she could really even talk very well. And by the end of it all, nobody wanted to listen to my lessons anymore. Nobody wanted to be my little minion. They just didn't. It didn't feel good. It felt controlling and it felt like they were constantly being corrected and it felt shameful, I'm sure. And so Pia told me at one point, so did Esme, actually. I'm not doing your lessons anymore, mom. And I had to really like be like, okay, well, I guess I, I, I took it overboard. I went too far with the lessons because the teacher and me just couldn't add to everybody learning something. It's also hard to teach people something. I remember when my dad um, tried to teach me to play piano. He's a beautiful piano player and he tried to teach me piano. Oh, man. I wanted to play piano too, but it's like I didn't want him to teach me because I didn't want him telling me another thing to do because he was always telling me what to do. Now I'm going to have him tell me how to play piano and when to practice and what notes and you didn't get it right and criticize me. No, we didn't need that between us. And I guess what I'm saying is we don't need that teacher role between us and our kids. Only very little where it's really necessary do we need to really be teaching them things. And we need to be correcting them too. And I think the correction, you know, back to this idea of what's safe and what's not, and when do we actually have to correct them so we make sure they don't actually kill themselves. And that's, you know, kind of where I draw the line. I try to let the natural consequences teach those lessons of life so I don't have to be correcting them all the time because I know it doesn't feel good. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk, 
Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. BiHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. BiHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about BiHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. Now, what about this idea of connection instead of some corrections? Like some corrections have to happen or at least an intervention. So when things are unsafe, like someone is trying to hit somebody else, you know, brother, sister, 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 brother, brother, people are trying to hit one another. And I try to intervene with connection like, oh, little kids who are going to hit their brother are going to, that's it. I'm coming in for a hug. Now, some kids aren't going to want the hug. I'm coming in for special time. I'm coming in for a thumb war. I'm coming in for whatever it is. I'm coming in with a connection piece with my body. I'm getting my body in between. And I'm coming in with this connection piece as a boundary, as a physical boundary with using my body. And now I'm infusing it with connection by connecting with the kid who's not doing well. And so can we use this idea in particular? to form connection in a moment where a child's not doing well, as opposed to saying, don't hit your brother. You're not supposed to do that. It's very unkind. And going off on some teaching tangent that likely isn't going to work. Can we intervene with connection? When a child isn't doing well, can we offer hugs when they really are having a hard time? They're whining or they're, please gonna have one more cookie. Oh, you never give me cookies. Can we come in with affection? Can we come in with hug? Can we ask them if they want to hang out with us? Can we ask them if they'd like to take a quick walk? What connection piece can we offer to a child in the moment instead of correcting them saying, no, use your big girl voice. No, you can't talk like that. No, I can't hear you. That's not going to work. It really isn't. But can we offer connection instead? And will that get the whining more in control because you're going to get their prefrontal cortex online again. So that's it. In all these moments where the kid's not doing well, their thinking brain's offline. And correction 
even if you're just saying, don't talk like that, or we have to use our big girl words or whatever it is, that correction, as gentle as it may be, is not helping them think better. It's not helping their thinking brain come back online. But connection does. It helps them think better. It helps them rest. It helps them feel better. It helps them do better. So can we instead offer a connective piece in order to get their prefrontal online? Now, then people will say, well, can I have the conversation after with them about how they did it wrong? (laughs) Everyone wants to have the conversation afterwards and ask them about how they did it wrong. Sure, absolutely. You can do whatever you want. I'm not going to, I mean, listen, we all are going to do whatever we want, but is it necessary? Honestly, do you really have to? Do you have to go back and say, well, you know, when you did that earlier, it wasn't that nice. And, you know, we got to think about being kind. Sure, these are all true things. But do we really honestly believe in our heart of hearts our kids don't know? If you think your kid doesn't know, then maybe, yeah, you have to say something. But I think if you really think about it, most kids over two probably already know what they did was wrong. And do we want to, you know, cause extra shame or even do we want to, you know, the possibility of causing extra shame? If it's something big and huge and egregious, then maybe, yeah, you'd like to revisit. But I'd, I'd save that for important things. I don't think we need to necessarily go back and rehash everything. By the way, I think kids probably wouldn't like that to be constantly be worried, you know, oh, they're going to talk to me about it. And then I got to have the big conversation and it's going to be a big deal. And, you know, I have to admit again that I was wrong. And I just don't know that it, that it necess- it's necessary to do that. But you can, of course you can. Like I said, you can do whatever you want, but I don't know that it, that it, it's helpful. Is it, and again, is it for us? Because it makes us feel better that we're teaching something. And I get that. I, I want to teach I wanted to teach a lot of things, a lot of things. I wanted to have a drummer. I wanted my kids to, you know, be drummers. I wanted my daughter to be a golfer. I was a teacher on golf. I'm a teacher on do all these things. And she's going to be, you know, this protege of a child and I'm going to curate her whole life. Well, that didn't really work, work out so well. And I had to end up, you know, Mike, one was a dancer and one was in theater. And I thought I was going to have athletes and I thought I was going to have kids who, did all these things and were protege readers and, you know, all of this credible stuff that I had in my head because I was going to teach them, but they didn't want to learn it. And they certainly didn't want to learn it from me. So is it necessary? Do you have to go back and say something or are you doing it for yourself? Because somehow you feel as if you are going to teach them something. And are we constantly in this idea of we're needing to teach our kids? And instead of teaching slash correcting, can we just come with connection? And can we allow the natural consequences of life just to unfold so that our kids might learn things the hard way? But also, it's not going to damage our relationship. They're going to learn from life. And that's the greatest place to learn. And let, let life take the fall. Let society take the fall, not your relationship. Keep your relationship intact by just being the ardent supporter, by being there by their side, by coming to them with empathy when things do fall apart or when they do mess up, you could still be there and be their you know, loving guide with kind, calmness and empathy as opposed to teaching and correcting. All right, I think that's all I have for today. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast and I will see you guys next time. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.